Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Hey, Senor Lucas. Senor Cooper. You ready to go to Mexico? Let's go. I'm ready. Hey, we're working on it, buddy. I'll tell you what, I, I spent uh, parts of the last eight years or so actually working in the Yucatan. Man, and Frank Cox, you know, he's got all these fancy titles, you know. <laughs> he's fancy about everything he does. <laughs> well, I ha- have you to know, I can't even remember all the titles I have in Mexico. It starts out as Dr. Senor Lieutenant Cooper, sir. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. I'm going with royalty. Big, boy. Now, royalty. <laughs> I'm going with royalty, yeah. But, hey, I have some wonderful friends in the Yucatan of Mexico, and Jordy Jean is one of them, one of my favorites. Big old boy. He's about 6'4", you know, but he's got a little bitty squeaky voice. I, 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 tease, him, I tease him about it once in a while, but world-class bow hunter, and he has the world record brocket deer in the Yucatan. I, I think the... Uh, Boy, don't quote me on this, but I think the antlers were humongous, like six and three-quarter inches. <laughs> I told you. They're little bitty. I told you. Jeepers. Yeah. The one I watched was like three and a quarter inches, and he yeah, was just as tickled as he could be, so uh, it was an old mature just deer. gorgeous little dude. Actually, uh, hopefully, it. everything goes right to Cody Lucas now and a few other people are going to be headed to the Yucatan probably in uh, early April. And uh, Cody's out of course. What is it you're wanting to kill? Possums or something? P- possums. The oscillated, <laughs> oscillated possums. <laughs> Cody Mondays. Yes, yes. Uh, see. See. You can actually you can actually shoot them. Of course, if you shoot it, you got to eat it. We'll have to talk to Frank Cox yeah, about yeah. a oh, recipe mercy. for Cody Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> By God, I'll cook it. <laughs> I ain't got no trouble with that at all. <laughs> hey, I see, don't even have to know what it is. Well, I'll still cook it. Hey, I've seen those guys down there kind of roll them <laughs> into the coals of the fire with a hair still on it, you know. And Oh, my. <laughs> and he gets scraping them and sort of things. And I, I come back an hour or two later. Well, they're just going to pound it with cumin and all kinds of good stuff anyway. And yeah. some hatch chilies or something maybe. And it'll be fine. <laughs> Hands go with it. Always fine. But the thing you got to watch for, now, uh, <laughs> I, I used to go to another camp run by Jorge Sensoris. And unfortunately, Jorge passed away just uh, in December, I think, from COVID, actually. Yeah, broke my heart. You're talking about a fine gentleman, and he was in the guide business for over 60 years. Wow. Seen many thousands of people. He had, last I heard, I don't know, about 20,000 acres leased up in Yucatan. And he had 16,000 acres. Well, he had a lot more than that because he had 16,000 acre place that was only for bow hunters. And a good friend of mine went down there last year and and, uh, killed a nice oscillated bird with his bow, Darren Haverstick from here in Missouri. But uh, Cody, you are in for a grand, grand adventure. In fact, I took Brandon Butler, an outdoor rider friend down just a few years ago, and Brandon is widely traveled, and he said it was by far the best adventure he'd ever had in his entire life. Watching some of your videos and seeing some of your pictures, I can only imagine. Oh, you will fall in love with it. You'll fall in love with the people because the Yucatan reminds me so much of what the United States was in the 
40s and 50s. You don't remember that, of course. But <laughs> it was back. Well, I'm taking your word for it. It's back in the day when there's still so many people out on the farms, you know, little communities, and everybody kind of watched out for each other. And we'd go on vacation, didn't even lock our house, you know, lived mm. out in the country. But there were neighbors within a quarter or half mile, and hey, if they saw something, somebody driving down our, our little private country lane, you know, they checked it out. We took sure. care of each mm. other. But there in the, the Yucatan, they're uh, 95% Catholic folks probably. The most important thing is their life is their faith and their families. Mm. And a lot of them have a lot of kids, you know, and I grew up with that because— Boy, I, I can fit in there. <laughs> yeah, you can, can't you? Yeah, they'll, they'll love you down there. But got them bambinos. Bambinos. But, <laughs> I got to remember that. I'm learning already. But they, they're they just so warm and, and true and real People, particularly if you get out in the country in the little villages, and we're going to be doing some of that. I mean, you hear the bad stories about Cancun and all these party places and everything, but uh, I spend as little time in those areas as, as I can. Although the city of Merida, which I'm sure we will get to, about a million people, gorgeous city, clean, wow. and you'll, you'll love it. I, I've walked around Merida and Campeche both at midnight, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you meet a, a cop, I usually work in pairs of every block or so. Uh, you'll see them mm. on, on foot, you'll see them on the horseback, patrol. you'll see them on bicycles, or these little scooters. And, wow. And I did lose a pair of boots down there one time. <laughs> but, I told uh, you not to be gambling at the card table. I, well, <laughs> that's kind of cool. what it is. I, beat his boots off. <laughs> That was first night I spent uh, in Campeche and in the historic district. You can't imagine what this motel looked like. Marble floors and staircases wow. and stuff and chandeliers. And But I heard music. And I looked down the narrow little street, cobblestone street, you know, and uh, their buildings. You know, the Mexicans love bright colors, blues and pinks and greens and Festive. Look down. Festive, yeah. It just makes you happy, man. And I was looking down the way there and... Uh, it was lighted enough. I wasn't afraid to walk, but I could hear this music. So I headed that way, and pretty soon I saw these two. They call them the Twin Tires. It's a Catholic church, nine stories high, that was built in 1540. Wow. You can imagine that. Big, wow. old, big old massive bells were ringing and wow. broke out into this whole block as a whole city park. And the government would pay once a month. They had an orchestra and a band shell out there, all the locals selling their wares, you know. Wow. I mean, it I just fell in love with it immediately. But I, a uh, big, nice building there, and I'm leaned up against a post, taking it all in. Here come two policemen down the street, you know, and I'm watching them. They walk right up to me. We could speak a little bit. My Spanish wasn't good. Their English wasn't good, but we're making out <laughs> pretty good. But this little fella sees my brand-new pair of black Rockies I got. He slides his foot right up to my, <laughs> my foot, and, and they look to be the same size. He said, Senor, how much? I'm going, oh. I said, <laughs> I made him understand. I'll trade you even. So we sat down, traded boots. It's fairly worn. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But he walked away as happy as I'll get. Oh, out. I <laughs> bet. You got a friend now, boy. <laughs> oh, forever, man. <laughs> but, but that's the way it is. And uh, I love it. But, of course, we're, we're wanting to talk turkeys. We've hardly yeah. talked that. But there's so many things. You'll have so many stories when you come back mm -hmm. to be able to tell people. But one of the coolest things ever. Is to go deep into the jungle, and we're going to be pretty close to Guatemala. Going to be way down in the southern uh, Yucatan, and uh, kind of like young guides told me and my son. First time I took him down, went out early in the morning, way before dark, you know, and we got out of the vehicle. And I mean, it, you can see your hand in front of your face, you know. 
And Jason and I, we can see a trail. We start walking over that way. They come over and kind of herd us like pigs, you know. <laughs> Senors, you know, don't ever get over an arm's length from us in this jungle because if we lose you, we will never find you. Oh, so, uh, man. They made it very clear, you know, any direction. It was 50 miles to anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So we stuck real tight to those young <laughs> I fellas. Bet, I bet so. Could you tie <laughs> strings to each other? Make sure you don't. <laughs> Just about. But, <laughs> but uh, they were young enough, teenagers, and I was a little concerned. They wore uh, – just uh, blue jeans, plaid shirts, and one of them had on white leather shoes, kind of like <laughs> moccasins. I thought, going okay. turkey hunting? Going turkey hunting. Wow. <laughs> but those guys were so good in the jungle, it was incredible. I mean, we were really impressed. We killed our turkeys, some other jungle birds, and, and Jason was about their age, so they hit it off really good, you know. And uh, I told him, I said, I gave him some money. I said, you tip these boys every day, mm. end of every day. And he said, well, how much do I give them? I said, Oh, they're doing this great job. Give them forty or fifty dollars a day, you know. And I thought that's reasonable. End of the camp, they had this. Long story short, they had us to evaluate the camp, and uh, we gave them all these recommendations, things Americans would like. And then they said, "Can we ask you some questions?" And their little PR director, first thing he said, "How much? How much did you tip those guys? How much will American tip?" I said, "All oh, forty, fifty bucks a day." His eyes got real big, and he kind of started cussing. He said, he said darn, Bill. He said, I don't make nearly that much. <laughs> the, the average laborer in Mexico makes $4 a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and a good, really good tip for those guys is about 20 bucks a day. Oh, wow. I told my son, I bet them boys partied big time. I oh, bet they yeah. did, boy. They were, but, you know, they, they were, were hoping Senor Cooper, Dr. Cooper, come back. Yeah. <laughs> and bring his friends. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if they'll still be there. But can you imagine... I mean, have you ever been in the jungle anywhere? No, no. never. Oh, never it, seen a jungle. It, well, it's it's not as dense as, as you often think it is. I mean, it, it varies from place to place. But one of the coolest things I like about being in the jungle, you know, we've all seen the pictures of the the big Mayan ruins, you know, Chichen Itza and Calic Mall and all those places. And, and they are, uh, you know, for the tourists. But, buddy, the hair is going to stand up on the back of your neck when you're sneaking through this jungle you know maybe you've heard a turkey sing they don't gobble down there they mm-hmm. sing or you, you've caught a glimpse of a wild pig or or something you know and you're real intense on that and all of a sudden you look to the jungle and something begins to come into focus and it's one of these ruins it, it's a small one maybe partly tumbled down vines all over it you, know, you ever mm. watch any indiana jones oh stuff? yes every oh, one yeah. of them okay every one of them well, i actually sat one day we had a turkey singing i sat on a big stone block limestone just like here sitting on that stone and a turkey singing and coming you know i mean the hair is just i just somebody gonna stab me in the back you know <laughs> wow <laughs> but you talk about an adventure but i've told you enough stories you've probably got some things conjured up in your mind i can't wait well, Can you we know, I always, I know you, you're talking turkeys today, but I always see those pictures of you out there fly fishing for them tarpon and stuff out there and there. Is that the same place? Close. Close. Uh, that's back to the to, to the coast. And I usually, I'm crazy enough about tarpon fishing. I always like to get that in, included. Oh, they fight. It, oh. That's what I hear. Oh, it, you, you've never had a hold of a fish. That's that, what I've heard. Like, <laughs> a, like a tarpon. But the grand thing about tarpon is they they like to come out of the water they love to jump and they tail walk and you've seen the guy they call it bowing to the king Mm -hmm. when that Mm -hmm. tarpon comes out of that water it's so easy for your line to get 
tight, so Amen. quick. So you're actually you bow, shoving yeah. it. Yeah, you bow and shove that rod towards that tarpon so you keep a loose line there. But poor guides down there, they hate us northern guys who are trout fishermen. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> For the fly rod action on oh, the trout fishing. Oh, it doesn't, no. it doesn't well, gin. the thing is, when we're fly fishing, you're spinning rod either one, and we hook a trout. How do we set the hook? We just lift. Just, yeah. yeah, straight up, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, bad news with a tarpon. <laughs> because a tarpon's mouth is, you know, they're an ancient fish like our gar. Mm-hmm. So they've got a real hard, bony mouth. And if you lift that rod up, that hook's going to turn, stick him right in the roof of the mouth. He's going to come out of the water, and you're done. Oh. oh so what do you do? Side. You yeah, sweep, side. Sweep sideways. Turn that hook, and you hook him in a soft tissue in the corner Matter of the fact, mouth. I've seen you do that on video. You... You come around the yep. side. Wow. And when you do high. that, and if it's really big fish, <laughs> you're jerking five or six times to keep trying to bury that, that hook. You're still going to be. Sometimes, I mean, you may do what they call jump, mm-hmm. 20 fish in a day. You'll be lucky if you land two or three of them. Oh, wow. Do we have to use fly rods? You and the <laughs> spinner guys. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just asking. I don't know. No, I don't some have to, some, it depends on the, the guide you're You're going to use dope bait, too, probably, huh? <laughs> I'm going to have to practice uh, a little uh, bit uh, on the old fly you, you better get with it because <laughs> some, uh, some of the guys probably toss you out of the boat if you uh, broke out a spinning rod. Oh, they, man. oh I they, bet. They're hardcore uh, fly fishermen. But another adventure, uh, I don't know what all we're going to get to do yet uh, once we go down, but uh, Jordy Jean has a new operation that's a in the morning, the Mexican quail hunt. Oh, in the wow. afternoon, tarpon fishing. You know, mm. you oh, might boy. get in on that, Cody Lucas, if you're a really good boy. Uh, yeah, Senor Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, see what you got to do is 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 out tip him. That's what you got to do. Oh, now, now Cox, you stay out of it. I figured this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're gonna love it too. Now, I wish Frank could be there to see this, to see these camp cooks, because we're gonna be in a, a a jungle camp way out in the middle of nowhere. Last one I was in, we were twenty something miles from the last little bitty village where they were sucking gasoline out of a five gallon can with a hose <laughs> and putting it in our tank. That was a wow. That, that was a gas station, and but it's wall tents, big wall tents like you'd see in elk camps out west. They're set up on permanent platforms with air conditioners. Oh boy! How how many tamale, how many uh, tamale trucks and stuff like that and taquerias and stuff did you see down in there when you was walking through? So I'd have to sample every one of them. <laughs> oh, you you get into uh, Camp HA, you, you get the into the big, bigger I'll tell you what now. Oh, you're eating a real yeah, stuff, the you know. We'd have to have a have a tequila every so often <laughs> through there. You know? they, they can take care of all. Because <laughs> that's your, the real deal. All your needs like that. But I'm, I'm telling you, you're <laughs> eating those? real Mexican stuff. I was on a tour one time where we actually went out in the country and went to a little old lady's house. She had a little bitty hut, and I think uh, a daughter lived with her. And this lady had been 75 or 80, little bitty tiny lady. She had her little garden out back was so sparse, you know, nothing mm-hmm. like our, our gardens. And she had lime trees and this, that, and other. But from scratch, I mean, she ground the corn meal made corn meal and everything and then make the tortillas yeah put them right out on a, an earthen oven that they had made mm. it all lopsided and everything but it worked the real deal you know and and the guy told us says aren't you guys y'all pay her a buck a piece for his, they were little bitty tacos you know 
where everybody was giving her five and ten dollar bills. I said, that's all right. He's got a racket going, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you said something about the margarita stands. I've got them hydration packs. You just let me know. It'll hold, it'll yeah, hold two go. liters. It'll hold two <laughs> liters. You wouldn't even have to worry about stopping. Just fill her there up. you go. Well, I, I can tell you one thing, Cody Lucas. We're going to have a lifetime worth of podcast to do when we get back from <laughs> oh, the Yucatan. Yeah. going to be so many stories to tell. And, folks, I, I hope you're still listening to us uh, by then because that'll be towards the end of April. We'll have lots of good stories. Frank Cox, we'll bring you some recipes. Heck yeah. We'll be with Steal it. a cookbook or something while you're down there. I'm not never stealing. Know. I'm not stealing anything <laughs> in Mexico. Yeah, because I'm not waiting on him. If they pick him up, I'll just see you, Senor Bill, Senor Cooper. <laughs> no, I was actually tempted one time. We had an old gentleman in uh, uh, Turkey Camp. He was 65 years old, had palsy real bad. He was famous as being the best Jaguar guide ever in the wow. Yucatan. Of course, it had been shut down 10 years, uh, years previous to that, but he wanted us to come to his home after camp, and we went to his house. Uh, you can't imagine, just a little bitty hut made with sticks about two inches in diameter wired together. Part was a grass thatch roof. Part was cardboard that had been tarred. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, and he goes over in the corner uh that corner hadn't been dusted in 30 years, but he's kicking things around. He brings out some Jaguar skulls. Uh, wow. He, he shows us his albums of people he'd hunted with from all over the world. And then he breaks out two little Mayan statues about 12 inches high. He'd found them out in the jungle. They were the real deal. Oh, wow. And uh, I told my son, Jason, I said, for 50 bucks, we could buy both of those. But, you know. Get arrested when you cross the border. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm glad people with knowledge are going with me that know these things. Because oh, if he looked at me and said, 50 bucks, you can own him. Another, and they're the real deal. Sell it to him. They'd be in my backpack, and I wouldn't even know. Yeah. You have to be very careful. I will educate you, Cody Lucas. <laughs> you're going to have to. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to us. Uh, you're going to have to listen to more of these wild tales when we get back. But you know what? We're just living part of our dreams. Yeah. Hope you'll do the same. Keep chasing those dreams. I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales. 
unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.